0: Okay, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us on The Boost. Oh, it is so great to have you on. We've been getting into this world of God Wi-Fi, delving into a little bit more of a deeper approach in spirituality. And in many cases, trying to deal with some misconceptions that I think sort of plague our understanding of the divine. We think that God, somehow God became like, you know, Santa Claus up in the heavens. Gives you gifts if you're nice, not if you're naughty, you know, the whole deal. He just doesn't use a chimney, but he's, you know, up there and looking down and, you know, white beard. So that's not it it's divine energy intelligent divine energy it's not even energy that we can understand and in many cases it is from this is from my understanding of course in many cases the availability of the connection to god the divine is much greater than any of us ever really take advantage of and the reason is because not there isn't enough energy out there there isn't enough god out there it's because there isn't enough capacity in our vessel right and if you remember yesterday's example there's plenty of coffee in the pitcher just your cup is too small right there's plenty of godliness in this world whether it's inside you or around you it's the it's us that doesn't have room for god as one great jewish thinker said Most people have the story of Adam and Eve backwards. God didn't kick Adam out of the garden. Adam kicked God out of the garden. And when you kick God out, you lose the Garden of Eden. God created a world where he can interact with Adam in the right way by Adam pushing him away. Adam and Eve trying to do the things that would push God out, eat from the fruit that would make them into a God themselves. They've divorced themselves from God. And as a result, they've lost the Garden of Eden. That's the idea. And so, so much of our lives really could be much different if we would just let him in. If we would just enable ourselves to see it as the vessel growing. In many cases that's who we are like if you really think about it like what what do you do for a living <coughs> really what do you do for a living? one of the things you do is you are building vessels like that's what you do think about it when you're if you're if you're married to somebody let's assume it's a healthy relationship. the extent of the relationship is going to be based and built on your ability to be a vessel, right? To be able to accept who this person is, the the ability to be able to fill yourself with them. If you're incapable of being a vessel, then there's no room for another person. So you could be married to somebody and be totally and completely full of yourself. So you're living together and like you're, you're coordinating schedules, you may even be sharing children. But you're not really connected at a deep level, not because it's not available. It's because there's no vessel. There's no room for somebody else. There's no room for another person. There's only you. Right? You see this sometimes with children, by the way, really, you see that parents when the kids are little because the kids need them so much. They they have this, they create this space, right? They create this room for the children. So you can see this, you know, mom or dad who's taking care of a three-year-old and they're just obsessed and they're always thinking about them. And, you know, they they do things wrong and they forgive. And there's so much room in their heart for that three-year-old. And then that kid becomes 18. What's changed? In some cases, the relationship evolves and the kid doesn't need parents anymore. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a disconnect between the vessel that the parents have. There's not, there isn't the same level of room. When it comes to kids needing me physically, I know how to make room for that. Uh, I know how to get beyond myself for that but now the kids don't need me physically. So when do they need me? And they speak back and they're not respectful. And the distance that gets created sometimes of parents of teenagers versus parents of little kids is not a physical distance, it's the vessel. There isn't as much room, there isn't as much tolerance. There isn't as much space in your own self for the extent of that child. And maybe there's enough room for a little kid with little problems but there isn't that much room for a big kid with that big problems. So as the kid starts to graduate from little kid little problems to big kid big problems, sometimes the parents don't continue to grow in their ability to to have space for that kid. Being a vessel is really how other people can be part of your life. And really if you've ever if you've ever delved in to understanding why certain people are great people, and, you know I've done this a few times, had the opportunity to sit with like a great person, you know, like the, a, a, like, you know, a, a generational rabbi, you know, like you go sit with somebody who's like this incredible person, And you delve into what makes them an incredible person usually usually it's because they have room in their hearts for everybody like usually when you sit in front of really great people you can sit in front of very smart people for sure you can sit in front of very uh you know talented people people with incredible abilities you can sit in front of people with incredible wealth and when you do all those things, it's good, but it's not amazing. like, it's not amazing. Like he's in front of someone who's like brilliant. I remember when I was working in the law firm, we had this partner who was like crazy brilliant. You know, like those guys that are like just crazy brilliant. Like his office was a wreck, you know? If your office is a wreck, that's like, you know, that's that's really the sign of like real brilliance. You know what I'm talking about? You have to have a messy office to be brilliant. If your office is clean, you could be like really, really smart. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know the profile here? You guys with me? Like you have a clean office, you could be like really, really smart, but you can't be like off the charts brilliant unless you've got like papers everywhere and books open and a sweater on the back of your chair. You with me? So there's a guy like that in mean, the firm that I started with. He was like this guru of whatever. And I remember working with him on a couple of deals. The guy was brilliant. Like he was like off the charts. I was impressed, like I knew everything. At one point, to be honest, one point like, I mean, to be honest, so we're straight here. Well, funny. <clears throat> Tell you a story, remember one time I went into his office to, we were working on a contract together and his, his secretary had somehow erased it by mistake. So we're sitting in the office and we couldn't pull it up on the, I kid you not, we could not pull it up on the screen. He's like, it's okay. He called in her sector, he's like, it's your star. And he just started to just to recite a con, like it was unbelievable. He's like, whereas da, 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 the parties, ABC. And he literally just page for page for page. I-, I couldn't believe my eyes. He just recited verbatim a contract, like a 30 page legal contract. And she's just taking notes. And he just- I was like, holy cow, like it's insane. I didn't walk out being like, whoa, that guy's, I, I didn't walk out feeling like amazing right? I've been around people with a lot of money. I've met, you know, uh, athletes before that are just, you know, world-class. They're good guys. They're good people. I don't know. They just happen to be really good at this sport. They can throw a ball faster than anybody else, nozzled up, Like, it's nice and it's awesome. And In our society, that's considered to be like, you know, creme de la creme. But like, when you leave their presence, you're not like, you're not, there's nothing that makes you feel different. In fact, many times when you leave the presence of certain people, you feel worse, right? You just feel like, what, that's that person? Or you feel like they're regular. One time I went to see um, uh, George W. Bush. So he we went with a, a delegation of uh, Jewish people. I was like the token young guy, which I was happy to play. It was like a Jewish leadership trip from the Orthodox Union. Um, and I was like, you know, the young, there's there's one or two young young in quotes people i'll never you. we met him and i remember being like he seems like a regular dude now he happened to probably been a regular dude but like he seems like a real regular dude like i, I remember walking i being like wow like i remember being, i remember the anticipation to meet the president was amazing but the actual meeting of the president like when you speak to the man it was fine like he was fine. You realize that, wow, he does put on his pants one leg at a time, like everybody else. Like that was the experience. But when you meet people that make you feel different, why do they do that for? So I remember one time, many times, well, a couple of times, sitting with some major leaders. There's a leader, Jewish leader in Philadelphia. His name is Rebecca I remember going down to Philadelphia and meeting with him. I remember meeting leaders in israel for me spiritual leaders everyone has their own leaders to me my leadership is in that zone i respect that greatly and i remember sitting with some of these great leaders and people that people i have never heard of and i wonder why i came out and i remember being in the car like why do i feel different leaving his presence wasn't it that he blew me away i'm sure he is brilliant but I didn't, we didn't talk in brilliance. And it dawned on me why it was that I was so, why I felt different at leaving certain people's homes and certain people's offices. They don't have to be big rabbis. They can be your grandmother. They can be your own personal mentor. It's because when you are with people that are big vessels, and they work on getting themselves out of the way when their vessels is room for you. And you feel it. You feel you're not talking to someone who's just living for himself or not living for you, right? He could be living for his own family. But when you're with somebody that has got space for you in his heart, you feel it. When you sit with somebody who has space for you in their heart, who has room for you, who is a vessel that's almost an unending vessel, who cares about you, you feel it. You can't articulate it, but you feel it. Because that's what greatness is. Greatness is the ability to have room for as much as you can have room for. Since around us is so much energy. Since within us is so much energy. Since we are constantly being sandwiched with opportunity. Why aren't we more successful? It's because we are in the way. Me. My need to see the world tomorrow the way i saw it yesterday my need to be right which means to confirm yesterday's belief regardless of today's new information my need to identify with what I identified yesterday with my need to make sure that i am always as comfortable as possible which usually stops us from opportunities that require a little bit of discomfort My need to make sure that someone's worrying about me, which makes, prevents me from worrying more about you. We are in the way from our life. That's how it works. God's like, listen, I made you with me. You have a ray of divine in you everything around you is godliness everything pulsates with God everything there isn't a blade of grass doesn't have the underlying core of godliness everything around you is godliness everything inside you is godliness everything presented to you is a designed program for your greatness all you got to do is be open be a vessel let it in stop fighting stop assuming everything that's the game that to me is God Wi-fi God Wi-fi is that recognition that I gotta be a vessel because there's a lot of opportunity around me that I want I want to be inside me and so when I have space for my wife or my husband, it's not only about me, it's about them too. And I have space for my family and I have space for my friends and I have space for God and I have space for the people, my clients. And I, when I have space for other people and when I am presented with a challenge, if I had space to be able to see the challenge in a way that could be good for me. If I recognize and realize that really all I have is five minutes in front of me, and so I have to make as much space as possible for the next moment and not use that for the future, which I can't even get to now. If I am able to do what I can do and create as much space as possible for for opportunities for other people, I'm making myself a vessel And by allowing myself to give to God that which is his, which is everything that's not in front of me, I am making more space for him in my life. And he infuses with God's help more of him in my life and stuff happens. Just keep your eyes out and you'll see it. We call these HP moments. HP has, is the, um, acronym for a hebrew term called hashkacha pratit or hashkacha pratis depending on what you know part of the world you're from that means divine intervention keep your eyes open for hp moments you'll see them everywhere when you give god a little room just watch the way the world works just keep your eyes open how he rolls But it's a new way, and it's not not a way that we were raised with. We were raised with the way of control, 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 control. Win, 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 win. What about me? What about me? What about me? The couple walks in and says, what about me? Kid walks in and goes, what about me? We live in a dog-eat-dog world but that keeps you alive, for sure. Dog-eat-dog is a great strategy for physical survival, but it is a terrible one for spiritual greatness. And that's the goal, you have to balance it. You can't be, you can't be clueless to the world, but if you let the world get to you, man, if you let the world convince you that it's about dog-eat-dog, you think you're winning, you're losing. That person who thinks they're winning is the biggest loser of the whole team. Sure, he or she has stuff around their neck and gold trophies or whatever. They don't got life. Life isn't beating somebody else. Not a good, not the life that you're gonna deep down enjoy. So that's our challenge to stop thinking of control and start thinking of being a vessel. Give up what I can't control. Focus on what I can. And when I do, see where I can make more room for myself, to be bigger, for other people, to hear them, to understand them, to push myself, to be more positive and more open to what's coming my way, to have a better eye and seeing the good in people. These are all these very basic Jewish concepts that are the underlying core of a very satisfied life. All right, we'll talk about it. All right, everybody, amazing day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.